Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Awards Radar podcast, uh, coming right in the midst of CinemaCon announcing sequels to everything. So, um, Miles, what's your sequel going to be like? My my sequel to what? My life? I guess, yeah, they announced the sequel to Miles, so like... Oh, okay. Well, hopefully it's better than the first one. Yeah, I, I know the feeling. <laughs> Steve, what's your sequel like? Less stress? Less stress, and it's all in reverse. See the ending first. Yeah, I uh, not to be a downer, but I would go with a prequel for myself. Uh, but yeah, CinemaCon is going on, and, and there's a lot of interesting news there that we'll touch on, because it's all just like teases. It's all sort of industry masturbation, which we're here for. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about The Northman, because Miles saw it several times, it seems. Um, twice. Twice. There we go. Uh, we have a couple of questions, and then we're going we're gonna to play that game that we've teased out a little bit. Um, Miles, what'd you call it? Adventures in Hollywoodland? Tales from Hollywoodland? Something like that? that? That sounds like something I'd suggest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I wrote sort of a, a basic introduction. It's, it's more just an excuse to have a little fun, so... Let us know what you think of it, and if you like it, we'll keep going. And if you don't like it, we'll probably keep going. But, you know, if you really don't like it, let us know. Um, let's kick it off with The Northman, though. Miles, you saw it twice. I, I saw it once. Steve saw it zero times. We've got all bases covered. Um, Steve is kind of the majority, since it did adequately at the box office. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of hinted at what I, what I, a little bit about it, but we'll talk a little more now. What did you think? Um, yeah, I was super into it. Um, I think it does, it, it keeps my streak going, which is kind of miraculous. So look forward to the five masterpieces from spring 2022 sometime go. on the site. I think I'm going to cut it off there because then we're getting into summer and Doctor Strange and all that good stuff, which I know will be good. But like, I haven't had a run of movies this good in such a long time. I, I can't even think when the last time would have been. But um, no, it's really good. It's very Robert Eggers. Yeah. You know, anyone thinking he was going super mainstream, it's probably his most accessible film. But there's still all the burping and farting and menstrual blood you would expect from this weirdo, um, which, you know, it's it's interesting. I've seen a lot of pushback to the idea that it's an art house film. I think it's art house as fuck. This is a weird movie. It's mm -hmm. awesome, and there's a lot of sort of really well done action in it. There's some long take back long take action scenes, especially like a raid on a village early on, and there's a fight with you know not to give too much away, but um, there's a fight near a volcano. There's a fight with like an undead zombie kind of character. It's all fantastic. The cast is amazing. I don't think Alexander Skarsgård has been better. Uh, Nicole Kidman is unhinged, and I love it. Um, Ethan Hawke does a really good job with like the 15 minutes he gets. He makes a really good impression early on. Um, yeah, just this is one of those that everything worked for me. It's maybe a little long. Um, I think it could use just a little bit of tightening up, especially in like the middle to second act. Um, but overall, no, this was this was really entertaining to me. All right. Uh, yeah, it's it's him doing Hamlet, Lion King, you know, as, well, to the as, point as where the final get. battle is basically the final battle from the Lion King, like That's visually, thematically, like everything about it is like shot for shot almost. Oh yeah, everything else is Hamlet, and then he throws in a little Lion King. I, I, yeah, he's 
he's never gonna go as close to the mainstream as this is. Well, it's still very weird. It's you know blood soaked enough, and the the theme, the the sort of basic theme, is simple enough that it's it's not a hard sell in that sense. But yeah, every every stylistic decision is very much him. Um, but it, it, I I almost feel like it's a it's like an art house film you could show to a person who doesn't like art house films. Try to like convert them a little bit Does that make sense um you know you're not gonna if you take your average like goes to the movies on friday to the multiplex person and show them the lighthouse they're not gonna make heads or tails of it most likely but this they might go well that was weird but i'm kind of into it and that's and that's something that it does kind of cool i think well yes i i mean Yes, but I think all within sort of the reference points of his filmography, like um, my grandma's really into like Viking mythology and stuff. Uh, uh, she and my grandpa are watching The Last Kingdom on Netflix right now, which is much of more of like a kind of standard sort of, you know, historically accurate, you know, uh, revenge type story. Um, so she was curious about this one. And so I figured, well better you know just pre-screen it for her because i had heard it was pretty weird she would not be into this at all i think it's way too it goes pretty heavy on the spiritual stuff especially early on uh mm. there's a lot of you know making the more i guess you could call them religious aspects they feel very like psychedelic at times like there are sections that feel like you're kind of on acid um it's not it's I like that it's a very standard kind of familiar revenge story and that the overall themes and beats are kind of well-worn because it allows the stuff that makes the movie unique to flourish that much more effectively. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, there's a personality on display. It just happens to be Robert Eggers very specific personality. Very much uh, so. Yeah. Like, he he's not uh, he's not gonna do things the easy way. That's just him. Like I think I saw a uh, uh, an interview where he was saying like he'll probably never make a modern film because he just he can't get interested in it. He's like, well, I'm gonna think about like curtains or wallpaper. You know, he wants to obsess over the details and have things be period accurate and have it be whittled if it can be whittled. Like all these little things that are you know some people love, some people think is insane. But to him, makes this a story worth telling. And this is probably as big a, a platform as he'll likely ever get. Yeah. Well, and if this was going to be his one sort of swing with this kind of budget, it's a hell of a swing. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he seems to, you know, done it as, as well as he's going to. Like he said, I don't, think, I don't think he had an issue with the shooting, you know, with a big scope. I think it's the everything after the fact. Even though the way he talks about it doesn't seem like it was really like tear your hair out so much as you know he's aware he doesn't really make a commercial film and he's also aware that when someone gives you was it 70 million dollars they expect somewhat of a commercial film and just like figuring out the the push and pull is just sort of what other directors do every time out you know and kind of can do it without thinking i think to him it's very much killing your darlings so that just sort of is part of being an auteur and some that maybe means he will be more comfortable with smaller things, but who knows? It's definitely yeah. a good movie. 
I mean, yeah, like the talk about like, oh, well, he should be doing, you know, a Marvel movie or he should be doing something set in the modern day. It's like, you know, you wouldn't tell Wes Anderson to not make a movie that looks like a diorama. You wouldn't tell David Lynch to make a movie that makes sense. Like sometimes these auteurs are just they're in their wheelhouse and they do their best work when they're comfortable. And that may mean that general audiences don't ever vibe with it. But I think it's better for the films overall. Oh, yeah. People want to make him, you know, in Oscar fair or in blockbuster fair. That seems to sort of be where you tend to push your interesting younger filmmaker. And then, you know, he just may be neither of those things. And that's fine. There's plenty of filmmakers who are like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Steve, you're, you haven't seen it yet. What do you what do you think about the idea of it? Honestly, I don't know enough about it. I've been too wrapped up in television lately. Not today. I'm jealous of, of of Miles, who's not only seen a bunch of great films, but seen them multiple times. Oh, my God. When I walked out of the theater for both uh, The Batman and everything, everywhere all at once, I was like, man, I want to see this again. I don't know when I will, but how many times have you seen those two alone? What, four or five times combined? Uh, so... The Batman, I just saw for round four now that it's on HBO Max, but I did three times in theaters. Um, And then Everything Everywhere, I've seen twice, but I want to try and get a third in while it's still playing. So six, no big deal. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. (laughs) I'm crazy. (laughs) Well, but you know what it is? I'm drinking it up now because I know that, like, once we get into the films that we actually need to talk about on this podcast and become sad drama season, I'm going to be the complete opposite person. All right. Yeah, I mean, all, yeah, they all look great. I really want to get out there and see them. Uh, I did. I did watch like half of Batman on on HBO Max. So I guess I'm at two and a half times on Batman. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Oh well, yeah, speaking no, of Cineca- CinemaCon, that sequel is finally confirmed. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. We got CinemaCon going on where everything like ITs was getting a sequel. The the sort of most specific news we got so far was the Batman Two or whatever it's called is officially happening. We we knew, but. You know, Matt Reeves is officially directing it and writing it. I imagine there may or may not be a co-writer this time. Um, maybe maybe he's on his own this time. Robert Pattinson is returning. No other news about that, I imagine. There's only the barest bones of a story idea, if there even is one. Yeah, I'm sure it's very early days on that one. Yeah, no release date, no story hints or anything like that, which I think is good because I remember when we were sort of in that gray area of a few years between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, there was a long time where we didn't know a goddamn thing about The Dark Knight except that Joker was going to be in it. Um, And so there was, like, the anticipation of casting and stuff like that. But for this one, like, I mean, maybe Joker's in it, maybe he's not. He's already been cast. Spoilers. But, um, you know, he's... um, He's really kind of got a blank canvas, which is pretty exciting, considering what's come before. Yeah, and, like... As we've, as he said, like there's no guarantee we're going to get any of that. I, I, I think we'll probably. I, I would imagine the only people I would bank on seeing again are Jeffrey Wright and uh, Andy Serkis, and probably Colin Farrell. But like they don't have to. You know, yeah, you could probably you could easily uh, Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, yeah I mean Kravitz that's, that's the thing. Well. Zoe Kravitz, Colin Farrell, uh, Barry uh, Barry Keough, um, even Paul Dano. Like all these people, you could return to. Or you could leave them alone for a movie or two. Like, they're all sort of in the world now. And that's uh, that's an interesting take. 
to me. I did love the you approach know. that uh, Nolan took with the Scarecrow. Yeah, like taking a movie off. He was barely in the second one. He's in the third one for a second. Yeah, yeah, he just I like of, that. Well, they yeah, don't disappear, just like but they're, popping up they still exist. There. Yeah, which they can do. I, I would. They're going to introduce a new villain, obviously. But yeah, they if he's building out the world of like vengeance to hope, like what does hope mean now? You know, how does that? How is that tested? Yeah, it could easily involve something. I would imagine Arkham will get a bigger play at some point, just because one, they introduced that his mom is an Arkham. And also the script that he essentially ditched that um, Ben Affleck had written was an Arkham movie. That he apparently, didn't he recently, like in the run-up, talked about how much he liked that script? Well, yeah, he said he really liked it as like an action-heavy, like James Bondian kind of thing, but that it's not the kind of movie he would make. Totally. But it's it's possible that he might at some point be like, you know, I want the setting or something like that. I'm sure Affleck doesn't care, you know? That, that movie's never getting made and Affleck doesn't strike me as like the I'm going to put it out as a comic book type thing. I'm sure it's just in the ether and if it ever gets released, it's a leak. But um, I do think we'll get an Arkham type thing at some point just because they never really have explored that idea yet. And it is Not very... in the movies, no, but it's always heavily done in the games and the animated series. But keep in mind, there is an Arkham-centric uh, HBO Max series coming after Penguin, so yeah. he might get all his stuff out there. That's possible, or at least it ties into this. Like, there's there's too many different elements to that. But um, yeah, so Batman, we know is happening. Um, what else do we know offhand? What do you guys know offhand? As I look up some of the other stuff, I know Sony announced Ghostbusters is getting a sequel, whether it's to that movie or just another Ghostbusters movie or Reitman's involved. We don't know. Um, yeah, nothing. There's another Venom. Cast. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing with Cinemacon. A lot of it is just like love movies here's what's coming you know i i I know there's footage from certain things but nothing like super concrete i I think barbie got a date of 2023 oh and it Um, it got a it got a picture we now know that barbie looks like barbie so big reveals there yeah i mean i didn't yeah it it looks like it kind of looks almost like a happy version of once by diamond hollywood could be. But, I mean, I just yeah. found out today that apparently that's coming out the same day as uh, Oppenheimer next year. So that's film Twitter is going to have a fucking meltdown next July. I mean, yeah, it's that's the thing. Like a year out, we always think like the week is so crowded and then eventually it, it comes and like one thing is whatever or it moves. It's it is interesting to see how that evolves. Like right now, you're like, oh, my God, what an interesting weekend. Um I think Black Adam might have got some footage. There was a couple other things, but it's, you know, it's one of the, you'll get a more concrete thing post CinemaCon for anything that matters. Eventually they're going to show something, I think. There's going to be like a movie they screen at some point. Oh, well, I I did read that, um, I guess there was a trailer for um, Olivia Wilde's Don't Worry, Darling. And apparently it's much more like cerebral and psychological thriller-esque than we were anticipating. I mean, I know someone who's seen it, who's seen it, and says it's pretty good. So there is there is something there. I imagine we'll get the trailer soonish. Um, I think they showed some clips from like Elvis and a couple other things. There's, I don't know what the like movie they'll show will be. You know, I w- the problem is the things that you would have thought like an Elvis or a Top Gun are are you know going to go to Cannes, so they're not gonna they're not gonna use CinemaCon in the way that like sometimes at Comic Con they'll just show things for the people in attendance, but. Something will come of it. I don't. I don't know what. 
but we will see. Um, let me bring up a question while we uh, while we wait. Ryan McDermott, Filmaholic Faceoff, um, kind of going off of our uh, Nicholas Cage discussions from the last couple weeks, and and my article, two articles, I guess, a couple articles. There was, there, we had a lot of Nicholas Cage content recently. Um, let's do the movies and then the performance. You can do two. Uh, so Moonstruck or Raising Arizona? Uh, Raising Arizona for both. Moonstruck never really gelled with me. All right. I agree. Uh, I see. I go Moonstruck for both, but I'm also not as big on the Coens as you guys are. Uh, Wild at Heart or Bringing Out the Dead? Uh, bringing Out the Dead for both. I think it's one of his more underrated films. Uh, same for Scorsese. Uh, you surprised me there because I agree. Uh, yeah. It's one of those films that you don't think about much because and no one talks about it at all. It's like... I uh, I think I agree. They're they're close. They're both like movies I haven't seen in a while, but I uh, yeah, I'll go for. The, I'll let you guys have the sweep. Um, here's a here's a harder one: The Rock or Face Off? Oh, it's not hard, hard for me. Um, face Off all <laughs> the way. Uh, yeah, I The Rock is fine. I, I I hear it a lot as like the best Michael Bay movie or whatever. And it's just like. It's pretty good. It's got some good actors in it. Cage is doing some good stuff. Connery's doing some good stuff. But it's, I don't know. I don't think it's amazing. Face Off, I do think, is amazing. And uh, Cage and Travolta, mm, chef's kiss. Um, I, I think Face Off is, was great. And, you know, there's, there's plenty to love there. But The Rock for me is the old school summer movie. This is your end of summer surprise hit that lasted a while. I'm going to go The Rock for film, but face-off for, 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 yeah, for performance. My face didn't work there, in true face-off fashion. Um, yeah, you're probably right there. You're probably right. Yeah, like, I think face-off is ridiculous and, and as high concept as it gets. And I, I'm, I'm sort of hit or miss on John Woo. I think this is one of his better ones, but sometimes, you know, the, like, the birds and the... It's all so turned to 11 that... I, I don't I don't know. I think I I'm hit or miss on that. But I I do think he's so in tune with that material and knows the movie he's in. And and I think Travolta's pretty good in that too. And like he gets creepy at weird points, but like the the daughter and like it, it goes to some weird places. So it's not bad by any stretch. But I think if you didn't have Nicolas Cage going to a hundred in that movie, you it wouldn't work as well. Like what was the the other John Woo movie? Broken Arrow? Which is fine, mind you, but that's John Travolta and Christian Slater. If that had been the cast, like I think Christian Slater is a good actor, but it wouldn't have the personality that it does. Uh, whereas in The Rock, I don't particularly love Nicolas Cage in The Rock. I think he looks very bored. Um, he's doing the job well, but that's not his his specialty. But the movie around him is surprisingly good. Again, considering it's a Michael Bay film, that's I think how I go there. Um, Mandy or Pig. Ooh, now this is the first tough one for me. Um, cuz uh they're both really good and like definitely two of his best recent movies. Um Gosh, that is really tough. I think I think I like Mandy better as a movie, but I think I will go Pig for performance. Okay. Steve? I haven't seen Mandy, so I'm going Pig and Pig. And it would be tough for me to not go Pig and Pig, because I love the film and I love this performance. So. 
Yeah, uh, Mandy is is out there, and I think it's solid. Um, but yeah, Pig is magnificent, and he's magnificent in it. So not hard for me, but no no shade on Mandy. And finally, another hard one: leaving Las Vegas or adaptation. Um, I need to rewatch Leaving Las Vegas. I haven't seen it in probably over a decade, and I don't remember much about it. I remember Cage being good in it, but it's it's just not one that really stuck in my mind the way it has for some people. Uh, But you're you're gonna appreciate him, but you're gonna you're gonna get the misery porn vibe. I think. Uh, yeah, maybe that's why it didn't stick with me. Um, but adaptation is one of my favorites, both of his and just in general. Uh, so that's a no-brainer for me. All right, Steve. Uh, I'm going to go leaving Las Vegas for both. Mm, as am I. I it, it remains maybe my favorite best actor win. I think he's amazing in the movie, especially considering <clears throat> what you know he's capable of doing in terms of being big. And he understands the material so well. That's the thing I think he doesn't get enough credit for, is he he connects with, I think, all sorts of material. Well, he always knows what movie he's in. Yeah, and, like, there are times where if he's in, like, sort of a throwaway movie that he looks a little bored, but he's still committed. He's he's trying. He's never phoning it in. Or if he is, it's, it's only once or twice. In like the the heights of, um, or I guess depths of, um, I need to pay my bills, which we know yeah. was a thing. But, oh yeah, well, like so, season of the witch for me is one that always comes to mind as that kind of felt like a phoned in performance, just because yeah. he's very monotone and he's not really going as big as he could be. But like, yeah, yeah. so so after we saw Massive Talent, my wife and I um, were still in a cage mood, so we decided to find one we hadn't seen, and we landed on Willy's Wonderland, which yeah, is yeah, I've heard it's it's okay. He doesn't talk, right? He he doesn't have a single line in the entire movie, um, and you know the movie is fine it's exactly what it looks like but he is doing some fascinating character work in it like he creates a fully three-dimensional character that never says a line and that you barely know anything about but like i would watch 10 movies starring this character just like wandering the world like getting into weird adventures like kung fu or something yeah um i yeah like i was i was i fell down a rabbit hole looking up some reviews of some of his his like purported garbage movies that like i know i've seen because like my grandfather would watch like because they'd be in like the five dollar bin at walmart and he'd be like whatever i'll watch it or you know i had a screener or something like that like there was one called the runner where like he's a new orleans congressman who's like gonna run for i think senate after like the oil spill but he has like a sex tape that comes out or something it's like it's whatever it's not like a great movie by any stretch um and he's doing a very weird accent to be like cajun no pun intended, but um, it's not a throwaway performance. Like he believes in the movie he's making. I think that's that's the thing you always need to keep in mind. And like with Leaving Las Vegas, it could easily be too big or it could easily be too small. And he has enough of the like ticks that make you believe like this is a like just absolute alcoholic at the bottom of the barrel, but also believe in the love story. It's it's really really good. I I love it. And then. We have one other question that I have to pull up. When we asked for questions during the week, we got one from Matthew Anderson. He says, what's a movie franchise that you wish wasn't one and was instead a solo film? Mr. Anderson, there you go. 
That's my and, answer. Oh. Uh, mine is Ghostbusters. I love the first Ghostbusters. I think it's a brilliant comedy. I have not liked a single Ghostbusters related thing since the first one came out. Mm, that's fair. I uh, I don't know offhand of one. I, you know what? Uh, here, I'll give you one. The Hangover. I don't love oh, that's the a good Hangover. One. That's a very good one. Yeah, I don't love the first Hangover, but I get it. Like, you know. But the, the second one is atrocious and the third one is nearly as bad. And that's just that idea. While seeming like it could it could spin off, I'm just like, oh, they could have more adventures. They they never did an interesting thing with it at all. Like the second movie is the first movie, just in another location, which sure could work, but wasn't good at all. And the third one is is like, as far as I recall, doesn't somebody get kidnapped and they have to go to like Mexico? Yeah, it's like a weird crime thriller. It's not a comedy at all. It's so funny with that franchise because, like, the first one tries to be, or the second one tries to be the first one again, beat for beat, and it doesn't work. The third one tries to be something completely different, and that doesn't work either. So it's like there's really no, yeah, really nowhere to go but down. I think the third one might even be worse. Like, I don't remember anything about the third one being good. The only thing I remember is. Yeah, someone gets kidnapped by, like, John Goodman, right? They have to go to Mexico. Don't they have to find Ken Jeong for some reason? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, he's, like, he's like the human MacGuffin in it or something like that. Yeah, they wind it's up like, in New Orleans again. And yeah, Melissa it's not McCarthy's as good, but I can, yeah. One, I think Heather Graham comes back for a second. It's, yeah. I, I barely remember either of them, but, like... The second one I found like actively loathsome and had some. Well, really, yeah, the second like, one is the second one is very aggressively mean. very mean spirited jokes with some very transphobic stuff, just really awful. And then the, the only, third one is bad, but it's at least trying to do something, which it's not good, but it's at least more interesting than being actively. Yeah, hateful. the third one I guess is trying to like say goodbye to characters it assumes you love, kind of thing. And I don't, but like I can, I maybe that is the better one. Just because there's like some, I don't know. The second one, the only thing I remember I like, and maybe the reason that one might be better than the third, but they're both awful, doesn't matter, is I do like the song. Because he sings Allentown. The oh, Joel song. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was like, that's the, that's one of the things I liked in the first movie, the, the Stu song. Like that was one thing they did well. The like Ed Helms singing a song kind of thing. But so much else of it, just no. Um, so yeah, that's, that's uh, my pick. I, I, I really think The Matrix, um, I'd be fine without two, three, or four. Um, yeah. Also, just about any comedy, because you know what? When I heard a joke the first time, I laughed. The second time, I didn't laugh. The third time, I want to punch you in the face. And that's how comedy sequels tend to be. They're like, well, let me try to recreate the magic of what was yeah. funny the first time. And it's not, no, that's not how it works. The, Move on. Um, the only yeah. time it sometimes works. You get away with the sequel. Comedy, I don't, I can't think of a great comedy sequel. Can you? Um, let's think about that for a second. Yeah, comedy, comedy sequels only work when you want to spend you more could, time. With you could people. make an argument for some of the vacation films, like Christmas Vacation. Uh, yeah. a sequel. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I mean, This is 40 is not really a sequel, but that's closer to what I, I like of just like, I want to spend more time with. But is people. that one? That one's barely a comedy. Yeah, that, that's that's uh, very. But much maybe a comedy. that maybe that's the secret. Okay, I got I got one. 
but it's also like kind of spoofing it all, which is Twenty Two Jump Street. That I, I like Twenty Two Jump Street. That's not a bad. Oh, no, I, I love I love Twenty Two Jump Street, but that's because it's it's having a lot of fun with the idea of a sequel. Um, yeah, and I guess Shrek Two. I think the first two Shreks are very good. I only like the first one. Uh, the uh, Naked Gun. I think the second one was pretty good as well. Oh I think yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that being pretty good. I mean, this little list I'm looking at. Yeah, most of them don't work. Um, so this list says uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's fine. Twenty Two Jump Street. I like Toy Story Two, though they're not really comedies. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't limit that to just no, being yeah. a comedy. No. Zoolander no. Two. I don't think is good. No. Shrek Two. I like Caddyshack Two. Is no. awful. Though, like Horrible. you know, I, I got I giggle sometimes at how bad it is, but like in a watchable way. But not good. Let's not pretend it's good. That's the thing with, uh, with comedy sequels. Are you can watch them, but they're not. If yeah. you if you said you know do we need did we need to make this no it the, no, the story was over the characters everything was done and you came back and revisited it it's, yeah more of them are going to be uh, bad than good like son of the mask uh, for yeah uh, this one Gremlins two like not really a comedy oh Gremlins two is a great comedy sequel are you kidding it's but it's not a it's not a but, sequel to a comedy though well, exactly. It's a sequel Gremlins isn't a comedy. It's a, no, it's not a comedy. It's a sequel. It's a horror comedy, I would say. It's pretty silly. It's a horror elements, I think. But this is that's one of those things where like, this one works because it's not really the thing we're talking about. Um, exactly. Well, well okay, so try this. So Gremlins 1 is a horror film with comedy elements. Gremlins 2 is a comedy with horror elements. Is that fair? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and like, no Gremlins uh, 3. So we're good. We, we completed it. We, yeah. we fin- finished it all out. We yeah. did everything we need to do with this franchise. Exactly. Bill exactly. and Ted's Bogus Journey, whatever. Oh, actually, no. I like Bogus Journey better than the original. I don't love either. Okay. They're both fine, and I didn't like the third one very much. Oh, uh, I like that one a lot. Three. I think I just wasn't I think, into I think, the... I, I may be in the minority, but I think they got better as they went along. I think the first one's the weakest. Um, Dumb and Dumber 2, terrible. Um, yes. Adam's Family Values, I don't think was very good. Wayne's World no. 2, not very good. Anchorman 2, not very good. Hot Shots Pot 2, not very good. I think Ghostbusters 2 was fine, but I know Miles doesn't like it. Um, Evil Dead also, 2. Also, what was... Well, Evil Dead, it's kind of the great Again, situation yeah, where exactly. horror with comedy yeah. elements. What was one you said before that, uh, before Ghostbusters? Hot Shots Part 2. I like that one. Um, it's fine. Uh, I think I might like yeah. it more than the first one. Lose Brothers became more slapstick, I think, right? Yeah. Blues Brothers 2000, not good. Hangover Part 2, we discussed. Rush Hour 2, I was never really into Rush Hour. Um, um, weekend of, I'd say it's, it's fine. on par with the first one. Yeah, the third yeah. one yeah, is atrocious. The third oh, yeah. one is so bad. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's 2, no. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure isn't a sequel. Um, Grease 2 is awful. Horrible Bosses 2, not great. Horrible Bosses is fine. Um, I mean, this one has one I do like in Clerks 2, but that's that's, you know closer to what I'm talking about, I think of like, do you want to spend more time with these characters? Um, and it's not beat for beat the same thing, which is what I think Steve talked about. Like the joke gets less yeah. funny. Um, so yeah, I, like the jokes, like, like the, the police Academy movies where they, they were, it was okay at the beginning. And then everyone afterwards was, was like pretty much them saying, remember this joke? Well, here it is again. Remember well, this thing, joke? It, you'd think it would be again. easy. Like, that's, not, that's not a comedy. You think it would be easy to make a comedy sequel because you presumably enjoy spending time with these characters. They make you laugh. So let's just have them make you laugh again. But they get so caught up in like what happened last time, mm-hmm. which is yeah, funny because that's what 
that's what kind of like a horror sequel could do. You know, you can conceivably watch the same kind of horror movie over and over again because you're kind of there more for the the visceral impact. You know, Miles and I like Saw, and we kind of like how ridiculous it gets in the mythology, but, like, there's a world where Saw goes on and on like that, just becoming the same thing over and over again. It eventually becomes probably direct-to-video. But how many franchises continue to kind of do the same thing? You know, we look at, like, the Freddies and the Jasons and, and... and various sequel, the screams, the Halloweens, like all these things, the ones that did better evolved. The ones that didn't became schlock. They became jokes. You know, oh, that's not a good movie. It's just there to cash in. Um, and I think comedies kind of fall into that trap sometimes. Yeah, it's just tough. Oh, I remember the one I was going to talk about. You mentioned Anchorman too. That might be the worst comedy I've ever seen. It's like painful how unfunny that how? movie is you know how, how did that happen i don't get it the people involved and with it and the with the uh, already you know you got the base set with a great film and a, a very funny character and then just to come out there and just with over and over again i don't understand yeah it's it's mind-boggling how how badly they missed on that one when zoolander 2 it's just like what are we what is mm-hmm. what is this what who thought this would work yeah. Yeah. You'd like to sit that, that those are the I'd love the boardroom. I'd love to sit in like the you know, in the brainstorming sessions to see what it was that made them say besides let's make try to make some money. What was it that they thought they were making? Cuz maybe yeah. it was the intent was there and it just didn't they didn't execute it or maybe well, they just never had a good idea. Well, funny you should bring that up. Because uh we're going to we're going to play a little bit of the game that we've been teasing out um so miles hasn't been able to to start up his his version of it so i i took kind of a quick and dirty version to test run our um adventures in in hollywood land um game tales from hollywood whatever we're gonna call it so i will be the The game master yes miles will do um the sequel and eventually maybe Steve will do something um, or we'll tinker with it and see how we like it. Um, so I didn't make it too um, quest like. Um, so the the version I have to give you guys a little bit of backstory is you're going to both be playing um, executives charged with making a film. And depending on how you answer things that I, I task you with, you'll get better or worse tools. So I'm kind of combining it with the um, bad movie pitches thing that we did once upon a time. So we'll see how we like this. And Miles, you'll when you are uh, doing your version, tinker as you see fit. But if this goes well, we'll continue this one. Or maybe we'll do like a part two next week or in, in two weeks. Um, so think of uh, what kind of a name you want. So this is a, a magical, mystical land called Hollywood Land. And uh, here... I am going to uh, start the game now. Um, Steve, if you want to insert like fun music for this, you can, or it'll just be me saying that to you. <laughs> I guess Steve, we'll find out. Steve, you know in your heart which one is funnier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, what? Steve. I don't know if we have the budget for that music. Welcome to Hollywood Land. Here, all of your dreams and nightmares are the stuff of cinematic legend. Well, who do we have here? Identify yourselves, you two lowly hobbit executives. 
That means talk. Oh, uh, hi. I'm Brock McClintock. All right, we got <laughs> we have Brock McClintock, and uh, who do we have here? Uh, Dirk McClintock. <laughs> We're brothers. We have brothers, apparently. <laughs> Wait, which one's which? I'm Brock. Brock and I'm... Dirk. Okay. Dirk. I. All right. Brock and Dirk. All right. I have. I am, of course, the president of Hollywood. Your quest, Brock and Dirk, <laughs> is to develop the best movie ever made. To do oh, that this, should be easy. Yes. You must prove your medal to me. First, you'll need to hire a director. Rock and Dirk, without looking. Tell me, how many nominations has Martin Scorsese received for the Academy Awards? As director? How many nominations has Martin Scorsese received for the Academy Awards? Oh, fuck. If we're counting producer, this is... Um, Lock in your answers. Five, four, three, two, one. Brock? I'm going to guess 13. Dirk? That was my guess. I will now go with 11. Well, you're both wrong. The answer is 14. Oh, Uh, wow. But Brock came closer. So, Dirk, your director... Is Brett Ratner. Oh, nice. <laughs> Brock, you got it wrong, but you did better, so you get Roman Polanski. Yay? Question mark? <laughs> now, we need a lead. How many nominations did Jack Nicholson receive from the Academy Awards? <gasps> Five, four, oh, three, geez. two, one, Brock. I'm going to guess six. Oh, God. Dirk. Come on, dude. You are. <laughs> it's, it's that brotherhood. We're sharing a mind right now. Yeah, um, yeah. I was see, six. I'm going to. I guess I'll go with five. Well, you're both wrong. The answer is 12. What? Oh, good on you, Jack Nicholson. Again, Brock did a little bit better. So, Dirk, you. Hmm. Who are we giving to Dirk? Dirk, you get Gina Carano. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) This this is really panning out. Brock, you get Will Smith. Oh, well, okay, when am I making this film? (laughs) Now. Uh, Okay. (laughs) All right. You need a co-star. Now, this is a challenge where whoever does better gets their choice of co-star. And gets to pick the co-star for the other person. Quick question. Yes. If we happen to nail and get the correct answer, do we get somebody who uh, may not have been on Twitter Oh, you know, you get good ones. Like, if you had gotten the first one right, you would have gotten Scorsese or Nicholson. Oh, okay. Um, So that's that's how it works. Yeah, I'm penalizing wrong answers. All right. So this is a challenge. You both can compete at the same time. You'll have 30 seconds. My voice may have gone back to normal because, you know, I'm explaining things. Um, You're going to have to name as many of my favorite films of the year as you can. This is me, not the president of Hollywood. Um, Whoever gets 
the most right gets to choose their co-star. They can be same gendered or different gender and can choose the other person. So if you win, you can give the other person another sex pest if you'd want or just perhaps a dead person to make it a little harder. Um, But you're going to have 30 seconds and the clock starts in three, two, one, go. Uh, Fresh. A young woman. Oh, wait, Chasing are we talking me. about this year or just overall? Wait. It can include this year. So far, uh, Dirk oh, has okay. one. Okay. One uh, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, clerks. Wait, it's Chasing uh, Um, That's not one? You got that. You have two. Okay, good. All right. Um, Brock really needs to catch up. I, I just said clerks. Is that not one? Okay. Uh, sure. Two to one. Red Rocket. Red Rocket. Three to one. Time. Okay. Oh my god! Okay. All right. Well, well Dirk, I mis- I misunderstood who, the rules, so I was getting ready for this year. <laughs> it would it could have been any year. You could have yeah, chosen. I yelled yeah. out "fresh." Is that not something? It was not. It's not even currently the number one this year. Boo. Um, that would be uh, the Nicolas Cage movie. He's talking. Oh, I knew talking about the nineteen nineties fresh. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely not them. But, uh, Dirk. Who will be co-starring with Gina Carano in your film? You have dibs on anyone in the world. Hmm. Also, keep track of who you're <laughs> picking on this in case we continue. Carano. <laughs> I feel like you really want to balance out your Brett Ratner, Gina Carano helm film. I, I kind of do. Uh, <laughs> go or Chris or lean into it. Ah, Chris Pratt. So did Religious Freak. Yeah, it's kind of floating. All right, he gets along with Carano. Yeah, um, yeah. As your bonus for winning, who is co-starring in Brock's film that Roman Polanski is making with uh, Will Smith? Chris Rock, of course. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even mad at that. That's not bad. Yeah. The comedy there is good. All right. It'll be interesting. The, the, uh, the press junket should be fun. Yeah. Yes. I bet they'll have really crackling chemistry. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I see what you did there. All right. Now for the next one, you get to choose genre. And same rules apply, but you both can take out a, a writing instrument if you like. I'll give you a moment for this one. That's You're both going to rank the X-Men films. Oh, I think in I the order know I would put them. Oh, fuck you. Okay. Oh, you <laughs> Hold on. Oh, God. Okay. All right. Do you want to know the ones we're counting? Yes. All right. X-Men. X2. X-Men The Last Stand. X-Men Origins Wolverine. The Wolverine. Logan. First Class. Days of Futures Past. Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. We're not counting Deadpool. We're not counting New Mutants. Do you, who wants to go first? Well, how, how do we want to go through this? Um, why don't you both read them off? I've written down my ranking, and we'll see who does the best. Because I don't want anyone to change their answer after they hear how the first person did. Why don't we read three? 
three to time. Well, yeah, or yeah, yeah, read or read, read. Oh well, read I was going to say like we can go by ranking. So like we each say what we did last, then ninth, then eighth, and so sure, forth. Sure, let's do that, and we'll see okay. who gets who gets one right. All right, what what do you guys have as the? Wait, sorry. What do you guys have as the worst X Men film? Says the president of Hollywood. Uh, I have X Men Origins Wolverine. I have Dark Phoenix. One point for Brock. Who definitely picked the one he hates the most. I did, but I'm counting on us having similar taste for this to work. Yeah. <laughs> Next up. Uh, ninth, I have Dark Phoenix there. I have Last Stand. Neither gets it right. Next up. Uh, in this spot, I have Apocalypse. I know I'm wrong here. I have Origins. No one gets it right. Next one. Right. Uh, this spot, I have Last Stand. I have The Wolverine. Brock gets it right. Two points. Next up. Uh, this is number six. This is where I have The Wolverine. This is where I have Apocalypse. Brock gets it right. What the hell? Dirk really <laughs> needs to pick this shit up. Next up. Uh, so this is number five. I have original yeah. X-Men here. I do as well. You know what? You both get it right. Oh, congratulations on nothing. <laughs> All right. Next up. Uh, this is four. I have Days of Future Past here. I agree. That's what I have as well. You both get it wrong. Oh. Ooh. That means probably the next one is also wrong. Damn it. Um... Well, Maybe. I have first class for the next one. I also have first class as the next one. We have best three. Yep. Yep. Both get it wrong. Oh, Number two. Okay. Were those two flip flops? I guess we'll find out. I guess we will. Uh, All right. At second place, I have X two. Same here. Both get it right. And number one. I have Logan. Both get it right. I assume that's what Steve has as well. Right. I have Logan. I mean, Logan sorry. as well. Dirk. I'm sorry. I, like, no shade on anyone, but anyone's X Men rankings that doesn't have Logan at number one or at least top three, what are you even talking about? Very true. All right. Well, let's see. I want to hear these because I must have been close on a bunch. You were. Oh, so you, wanna, you want top, me to do top down? Yeah. Um, Logan X Two Days of Futures Past. First Class, ah, X-Men, Wolverine, Last Stand, Dark Phoenix, Apocalypse, Origins. Okay, so it's it's the um, the First Class cast ones that I had flip-flopped in both cases. Yes. All right, well, you yeah. get to choose your genre, and then you get to choose uh, Dirk's genre. All right, so I've got a Roman Polanski film with Will Smith and... Um, Chris Rock. Uh, Chris Rock. And what genre do I want that to be? I'm going to make them do a Western. I was going to say boxing film, but yeah. Well, that's a bit on the nose. <laughs> All right. They're in, a, they're in a Western film that definitely won't be compared to uh, The, the Heart of They Fall. Well, well, it's, I, we'll make it an unofficial sequel. Netflix. Um, really back in Wilder Florida. West, too. <laughs> oh, my God. The Hardest and, uh, They what Fall. You, <laughs> yeah. And what are you assigning uh, Dirk? So Dirk has Brett Ratner, Gina Carano, and Chris Pratt. Yep. Gina Carano is lead. Chris Pratt is supporting. Yes. Um, 
man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, you get a faith-based drama. Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, it was that or it was that erotic thriller. I thought was where we were going to go there. Yeah, that Excellent. that would have been better. Like, I now now I don't want to see my own film. <laughs> well, no, but this is the challenge. How do you make that good? <laughs> I ha- all right. Next up, because I don't I'm know, going. but I want to see what you've come up with. Yeah, next I, up, I'm, I'm going to see your film right now. Next <laughs> up, you have to choose your producer. You really want to get this one right because you know who's going to get chosen as the losing one. Oh God! <laughs> all right. Both of you are going to have to lock in this answer. There is one film that I, Joey, not the president of Hollywood. Notably got right in my year in advance predictions for Best Picture. What film was that? Is that for last year or just in general? In general. There is one notable one that I was 12 months ahead of time on. And you got the action, or your number one was the the winner. My predicted winner was the winner. I'll give you 10 seconds to lock in your choice. 10, Uh, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4... Three, two, one. Lock in your answers. Okay. Uh, Derek, you're losing, so why don't you go first? Um, is it Nomadland? Brock? Was it Spotlight? Both of you got it wrong. <sighs> it was Argo. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Well, I don't want to penalize either of you too much. You both get a Weinstein brother. <laughs> Sick. Can I have Bob well, at least? <laughs> sure, you're winning. You get Bob. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, Harvey's going with the faith-based crowd. Um, the, other, the other ranking that I have for you to do is uh, definitely an advantage to one of you, but we don't always agree. You now get to choose your plot. Now, you want to get this one right, because the other person's going to pick your plot. What is my current Saw ranking? Oh, gosh. Uh, What are the current Saw movies? I mean, uh, Saw through one through seven, then Jigsaw, then Spiral. So nine of them. Wow. Um, let me try to remember the conversation. I don't. So you can take a moment. Don't look it up. No, you not can take look. a moment. Trust me. As I, based on my on my uh, results in my trivia games, I do not look things up. Hmm. Uh, in fact, I'm double checking to make sure I don't have it easily listed somewhere. I definitely have listed it in no, places. I'm not. You know, I'll just try to take a moment. Remember, there's some what the one point that they broke off and said, Oh, I'll move for completeness. I will write my list real quick. Sorry, one mean. through seven, and then what were they? Uh, and then Jigsaw and Spiral. Spiral, okay. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got my nine I've got my total. guesses. I know some. Um, I've got some of them, but I don't. 
honestly, it's the back half where I'm like, because I know you and I, like, we have the same group of films in the back half, but we don't, we differ a little bit on placement. Yeah. And also to make it a little more fair for Steve, I'm writing this list right now. So it's possible that there's a slight tinker from what I usually do. So that will allow him some fairness. Yeah, it's not going to help much. Um, All right, Steve, go ahead and rank these films you don't have opinions on. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with um, starting with Saw. The original is your favorite, followed by. So, how do we want to do this? One, do you want to do? Time? Wait, do you want to do? You want to go from the worst? Do you want to go from better? Let's go from the best because I already revealed my best. Okay. Uh, will you say original Saw? I say Spiral. One point for Dirk. Oh. Well, then I'm already wrong here because I've got original Saw as number two. Wait, am I Dirk? You're, you're, you're Dirk. D- you're Dirk. You just got a point. Yeah. <laughs> Second choice. I said uh, original Saw. I'm waiting for Dirk. Saw, saw two. Neither of you get it pat- right. I'm sensing a pattern here. <laughs> Next up. Uh, well, I, I have a feeling that... The, well, no, we'll see what happens. Uh, I've got uh, Saw 6 at number 3. Saw 3? One point for Brock. Yeah, damn it. All right. Next up. Spiral. I've got Saw 2. Neither of you get it right. Next up. Uh, this is 5th place. I've got Saw 3. <laughs> Seven. Neither of you get it right. Next one. Uh, this is number six. I've got Jigsaw. Six. Rock gets it right. Oh. Uh, at seventh, I have number four. Well, I can't win here, so Jigsaw. Neither of you get it right. Uh, eighth place, I have part five. Part four. Dirk gets it right. What the fuck is happening right now? And finally. <laughs> uh, Why well, I have uh, seven at the bottom. Number five at the bottom. Dirk gets it right and wins. What the yes, actual I re- fuck? <laughs> I remembered Wait. the conversation. Slightly. Yeah, three did Dirk just win the fucking Saw ranking? He did. <laughs> saw, Spiral, Saw 6. Sort of the, the agreed upon three. For me. And then the three and two, which you can kind of flip up. Uh, I thought, okay, because I thought you liked two better than three, even though I like three better than two. So, yeah, but those are the two that are kind of neck and neck. Yeah. And then the last four are Jigsaw 3D, four and five. None are. Okay. They're all sort of forgettable and muddled with their, like, what are you doing with this? A Jigsaw at least is a little different. So I think that got its bonus. All right. (laughs) Dirk. Hold on, you get Dirk or Steve. How many of these movies yeah. have you actually seen? Just out of curiosity, I think three. I think that's where it ends. Right. Just I just the conversation. Yeah, I think the first three. And Brock slash three or four, maybe. I kind of think. How many times have you all. seen each film? <laughs> huh? Oh my god! Like, well, I've seen the original. The original seven, I've probably seen like. Maybe five times each, because I'll just like binge through like the group of them. Have you um, seen Spiral more than once? 
Uh, Jigsaw and Spiral, I've both only seen once, but mm. Spiral I really liked, so I want to Spiral see it I've again. seen twice in theaters, and actually has been on television recently. So I had Is it so. streaming anywhere? I don't think it is. I don't know. I, I know it's on HBO or Showtime or something like that, because I've come across it on television. Oh, should be on Max. Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't know which service it is. All right. So, uh, Derek, you get to choose your plot, and then you get to choose Brock's plot. Now, do I have to ch- create one or choose one? Do I have options? Because I have no idea. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> well, I actually wanted is... to lose this one. Now, uh, well, what, do you what, want... is, what world is it where you're like kicking my ass on the the fucking saw rank? I don't right. understand. I guess essentially is we both you both have to come up with a plot. So think about that. But I won't make that part of the contest. You can. Here's what you can do. Tell me. The best and worst part of your film. Like, what's... You know I you know what? Better. I have a better one. You can choose a craftsman. A cinematographer, an editor, composer. Of your choice to for your faith-based film that Brett Ratner is making with Gina Carano and Chris Pratt. <laughs> Who would you like to, to be working on this project? Faith-based... Are you classic? I'm just going to do a really good job of lensing that. Randy Newman? Randy Randy Newman score. He does. Nominated for Oscar. Well, he's got music by Randy Newman. So he's got a whole lot of uh, I love Jesus. You got a Jesus (laughs) in me. Um, All right. And uh, Brock gets the armorer from Rust. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) This is going to be a Western where there weren't any guns. Yeah. (laughs) You get get Alec Baldwin. No. Um, Yeah, something bad happens. All right. Now, you, you know what? You get to choose each other's plots. And then we'll see who has the most interesting sounding film. So, Brock, Miles, tell me about that face-based film that uh, Dirk is producing. God. Uh, okay, so it's Brett Ratner, Gina Carano, Chris Pratt, and Randy Newman is doing the score? Yeah, music by Randy Newman. Cool. All right. So... And I will... And then, after you do this, you guys will both pick a... We'll do, like, a random number generator, like a dice roll... And that will tell me the fate of your films. And we'll see who wins that way. But yeah, tell me, tell me the story remind of me what, film. Remind me of your plot, of your uh, uh, genre. He's working on it while you talk. Oh, I'm not. Uh, Western. Western. Oh, Western. Okay. Um, and give it a title. Great. Um... So I know we gave them genres, but are we allowed to layer additional genres? Sure. Okay. So uh, Dirk is producing a faith-based drama musical with original songs by Randy Newman. Uh, (laughs) Chris Pratt is a pastor uh, who is... um, uh, you know, having a crisis of faith. He's not sure whether he's he's all in on it anymore. And then Gina Carano comes along 
and she's a wacky, Jesus-loving, uh, you know, Trump supporter. And she sort of shows him how awesome it is to love Jesus. To To, yeah, very loud voice. Just uh, you know, unconditional love and support for just the worst man in the world, and also God. And it's called. Um, you've got a friend in Jesus. (laughs) Maga, me love you. Um, you've got a friend in Jesus. Wait, no, Maga story. (laughs) Maga story. All right, Dirk. What is Brock producing? Uh, Brock is producing a Western set in post, uh, what what war? No, I guess Civil War? Is that when? Yeah, that's that's Django, isn't it? Oh, okay. Post-Civil War, where, uh, where Will Smith is returning home after finding out his wife was injured in battle. Uh, her name, of course, G.I. Jane. And <laughs> he meets up with his nemesis, also the ex-husband of, her, of his wife, who uh, they meet at like a high noon type setting to, instead of, and like you said, no guns, so to slap box. That's, that's all I've got. Simple. Sounds a bit I don't know like what... uh, Seraphim Falls. Yeah, a little bit. What's the title? Yeah. Uh, title. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just. Well, I mean, for Polanski, it is. Oh, no, she's 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 appropriate age. All right. Um, really, you're not going to sabotage his movie? I, no, I want it to turn out pretty well. I, I'm, yeah, it's my brother. I thought you wanted to win. Um, hmm. what's the title? I have no title. Uh, an Alan Smithy project. I don't know. <laughs> un, un, untitled slap movie. <laughs> yeah, the slap. Right. Let's well, call it the slap. Well, well, Dirk, you, Brock, you did win more things. So, as I think you did. You can title your own film as a bonus. Oh, um, uh, brother v brother. I don't know. Mm. Well, that's original. All right, now. As the president of Hollywood, I will declare whose film is more successful. And we'll do that by having you choose random numbers in true Dungeons and Dragons dice roll style. Um, nice. Brock, choose a number between 1 and 100. 99. Your number was 42. That would be 57 spaces off. Dirk, if you can get closer to that, you win. 71. Your number was 61. You win. Yes. What do I win? So, you, you, your film does better. The, the oh. MAGA story is a, a beneficiary of Elon Musk letting John, uh, Donald Trump back on Twitter. And it opens to many millions at the box office. Uh, they also storm the box office, and it's problematic. But you you take in many films, you sweep the AARP Movies for Grown Ups Awards, and so somehow get three so. Golden Globe nominations. But they're not televised, so nobody knows. But you also uh, bring in so much money 
that Harvey Weinstein is able to bribe the jury and is released from prison. So you are responsible oh, for that as well. Um, and he relaunches, he relaunches Miramax as Magamax. Oh, and God. you're hired to produce another one. An immediate sequel. Brock, I... your, your Western is plagued by lawsuits. Um, some coming from Netflix for stealing The Harder They Fall as a property. Um, some Also, your, your, your issues begin when Roman Polanski shows up to shoot the film and is immediately arrested. And that makes the film quite problematic. It goes far over budget. It ends up costing $90 million and grosses 300000 at the box office. Well, I did tell him to shoot it in Romania. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Bob Weinstein will not take your call anymore. Oh, what a shame. You and win. You are, you are condemned to producing the types of movies Bruce Willis was making previously, but without Bruce Willis. So enjoy gun battle or whatever it has to be called. Shot in Lithuania. Could probably get like a Frank Grillo to show up. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Your money was contingent on Bruce Willis. You're you're getting I mean you're probably getting Gina Carano for being honest. Oh god. <laughs> you're getting uh who's the shitty Hemsworth? Liam? Luke uh Luke? Is it Luke? The one that's on Westworld, right? Yeah, you probably can't even afford him. Um, you know what? You're getting Kevin he's got Sorbo. He's got a big film in him. Yeah. Oh, get you're out of here of, with your getting, Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> you're, you're getting Kevin Sorbo on Sorbo. From, Brock, from Dirk's faith-based films. Oh. Well, thanks for working that out with me, Dirk. Is this like you a behind-the-green like behind door situation where your brothers, one is going to kill the other eventually? I feel like I miscast uh, Chris Pratt. Missed opportunity there. Yeah? Well, you should have got Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> that would be I great, mean, well, you have, a, you, have the, you have all of the MAGA people you can pull from. What is it? Uh, John Voight? John Voight, yeah, of course. Um, fucking Chachi? Was it Scott Baio? <laughs> um, who was the shitty uh, SNL person? Um... Oh, uh, Rob Schneider, right? No, no, no. There's a, there's like an old 90s SNL guy. Joe Piscopo? Yeah, Piscopo. You got Piscopo. Nice. You got a stable. It's like an old Hollywood. This is like Boogie Nights. Maga Nights. (laughs) Oh, terrific. That's a direction you should have gone. Yeah. Well, we can do this again. This was, this I think worked, right? I mean, I was into it up until the end. <laughs> yeah, I think it. I, I and then it just kind of devolved into awfulness. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we, we need, we need to we need to figure out an an end. But I think in terms of like your your film gets better. I think if you guys had done better, it would have been interesting to hear your like good film. We can do that periodically. But I think this was fun. I think we can yeah, do how this did again. Sit down to, to to develop a film that's actually interesting. Well, coming up with one in a few seconds, I'm like, eh. Well, I think part Especially of the fun when is you gave you the genre. The genre, like, oh, well, you got to win more of the trivia. Uh, I know, but I'm, I'm creating one for my opponent, and I'm like, given less, even less to work with. So it's like, well, I mean, it's part of the fun. But here's what I'll say: if you want, 
we'll do this again next week. You can plan in advance your... Here's what we'll do. Write your ideal version. Your, your ideal filmmaker, actor, supporting character, producer, behind-the-scenes genre, like everything. If you could make this perfect film for the president of Hollywood, and you'll each present that first, and each round, whoever wins can, can fuck with an element of the other part. Uh. So you see who has a better movie left standing. So if you have a Martin Scorsese film that Jack Nicholson stars in, supported by Meryl Streep, you know, it's a courtroom Here's drama. So, you, like so you don't get to choose, but you roll the dice and you go, oh, yeah. get the... Uh... Okay. We can, we, can do that. we can do that next time. I like the idea of you guys screwing up each other, but we could also do one where uh, we have a set role of misery. And uh, maybe maybe that's what we'll do. The other person can design the opponent's misery. So like, you can choose the five bad options that get pulled from or something like that. We'll work on it. But yeah, come up with, come up with your ideal that we'll then start screwing with. And we'll do that for next week. So uh, under the any weekend. parameters or just a movie? Um, do you guys want to agree on the type of movie? Uh, How about... Do you guys want to do either a Oscar bait type film? I was just or, thinking Oscar bait. That could be fun. Yeah, let's do that. Let's start with Oscar bait. Maybe the next time after that we'll do like a blockbuster property. But yeah, Oscar bait. Um, no, no budgetary restrictions, at least at the beginning. But that could be maybe one of the things like, you know, your budget's cut in half. So you got to lose half of your elements. We'll, uh, we'll start doing stuff like that. But I think this could work. This could be a fun uh, slow season activity. Because also, we'll have some canned news coming up. We'll, you know, um, next week, I believe I can talk about Doctor Strange. Steve, am I right about I think, that? Yeah, I think so. I would think so because it's it's Monday, so that's going to be up th- the day before. Yes. I'm sure the embargo lifts. Yes, we, I, I believe... Um, Steve is seeing it the same day I am. We're seeing it on Monday. We probably will be recording on a Tuesday, and it'll go up on a Thursday. Yeah, we should be fine. So yeah, Doctor Strange will be a subject next week. Before we go, you can say where you can be followed. And um, tell me who the president of Hollywood beat in his election to become president of Hollywood. Wait, Miles, okay. you go first. The president of Hollywood, you know, you guy you were just talking to. Yeah, yeah, uh, Okay, well, I don't even know who he is. Um, president of Hollywood. Well, okay. You can find me on both Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M-Y-L-E-S on Film. You can check out my writing on both Awards Radar and on Looper. Uh, please check out my short films, American Exorcist and Once Upon a Dracula. They are both on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures and Chase Capo, respectively. Uh, the president of Hollywood beat out um, Rob Reiner. Hmm. It was a close election, I bet. Wait, what's what's the whole bit with the uh, president? The president of Hollywood. He had to get elected. Who'd he beat? Oh, who'd he beat? Oh. Yeah. Miles says All it right. was Rob, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Okay. Not bad. So, um, 
You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Filmstory. You can also listen to my podcast, The Verse, which you can find on Awards Radar. The best part about that, you don't have to listen to me. So uh, give it a listen. It's great. Four hosts, none are me. Um, and if there's and yet it's yours one, somehow. Yeah. Oh, just creator, producer, all that other fun stuff. Um, and I'm going to say uh, you beat out Rob Schneider. Probably not as okay. close an election. You can find me at Joey Magazine, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, all that fun stuff. Um, apologies for my uh, recent misery. It will probably continue, but I will do my best to uh, limit the damage there. Um, Awards Radar is on several of those platforms. Good resource for finding the articles as they go up. Obviously, click on the website. Check out our YouTube channel. For um, We should have a lot of interviews hitting right now. They could easily pile up, but hopefully you guys give them a look. And uh, you both were wrong. Um, the president of Hollywood is an immortal being who has always been the president of Hollywood since it was Hollywood land. Oh, of course. Why didn't I predict yes. that? Yeah. Well, you know, it happens. Uh, so we will be back next week with more of this nonsense. Let us know what you thought of it and stay tuned uh, for us to, I guess, enter the multiverse of madness. And until then, bum, bum, bum. take care, stay safe. And uh, I guess we will see you at all of the the movies, theaters, in all of the multiverses. Take, take care, care, y'all. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content. <laughs>